Hey, TRB fans, we're looking for your support to help us grow our positive Star Wars community on Patreon and expand on what we're able to create. If you join us as an admiral right now, you'll gain VIP special access to the base with exclusive content, Discord servers, merch, and more. And you'll also receive a limited edition I Am All the Jedi magnet. You can't repel an offer of this magnitude. Get it? Because magnet... Anyway, are you ready to join the resistance? Head over to patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. Welcome back, everybody. This is the Resistance Broadcast, and if you're listening and watching, you are part of the Resistance, and that means the base is open, and it is time to talk about Star Wars. Thanks so much for joining us today. I'm John. Uh, with me, as always, James and Lacey. Uh, guys, how's it going? Lacey, how's it going? I got my pizza <laughs> shirt on from Celebration, my Millennium Falcon pizza shirt. You're a pizza shirt. shirt. Sometimes. <laughs> that sounds like an actual insult that you fumbled the wording on. You're a piece of shirt? <laughs> yeah. You're a piece oh. of shirt. <laughs> oh, that's that's pretty funny. <laughs> you're a pizza shirt. <laughs> oh, you're not actually a pizza shirt, Lacey. But um so what's the deal? Lacey, what's going on? You what's uh tell me about because we're gonna be talking about social media lately, right? What's uh tell tell me a little about what's going on with this whole everyday collection thing? Ha, is it has it you're about uh what two sixty six days out of three sixty six in? Are you in? Are you wishing you didn't do it? Has it been? Are you like oh my god? I have three hundred more days to go. I I'm in the seventies now, John. Okay. Uh, do I wish I didn't do it? No. In other words, like, disco era. are you just like, oh my God, do I have 260 more items to... I have definitely more than 365 items in my house. But it's 366. Easy. Sorry, 366. <laughs> okay. I definitely have... You should know that. We just passed Leap Day. Yeah, Leap Day is passed. Sorry. Again, uh, we my are... brain immediately goes to what a year is. And right. my brain is trained uh, 366. Understandable. Today, so today is March twelfth. We are rapidly approaching springtime. Uh, we have, I believe, turned the. Did clocks. you want me to explain what it was? You didn't but, really d- let what, me answer that. Well, you kind of like you. You see, this is what you do. I ask you a question, and you <laughs> you answer it, and you're like, "Well, I have plenty of things, and I'm not wishing I didn't do it." You and said, "Do you wish you don't? Do you're not doing it?" And you said, "Why would no. I wish that? I would have. I would have stopped doing it." But you answered the question, so I thought you were done. If you'd like to go ahead, you have the floor. Go ahead. Nah, I'm good. Oh, okay. <laughs> you're really a pizza shirt. You know that <laughs> content, folks. <laughs> yeah. Nah, dog. <laughs> James, what, what's uh, what's the deal with you? What's going on? How's the Clone War Clone Wars fan show going? You vibing that? You digging doing that? Um, vibing. 
Well, there's uh the the Ralph Lawrence are coming. Wait, I'm sorry. You said you did Clone Wars. Is that what you said? But um, bump. Dijorn, Dijor. Is that a clone? Dijorno. Were you about to say Dijorno Cologne? Yeah. This is one of those openings. I hope this isn't someone's first time listening to the Resistance broadcast. Uh, oh it's my, my first time goodness. on the show. Thanks for having me, guys. Um, <laughs> uh, I know the Clone, Clone War show is going going great. Um, it's kind of one of those things. Uh, I don't know if anybody knows the behind the scenes, but the episodes go live at like 3 a.m. And I'd like to get them out during the day, but I have to work on Fridays. So, I mean, Saturdays would have been just perfect. But mm-hmm. nope, Fridays. I decided to drop them Friday morning. Uh, so I get up really early and uh, watch, take notes, record, edit, and publish mm-hmm. all before my family gets up. So James, do you wish you didn't get involved the from the beginning yes. now that you're so far yeah. in? <laughs> I'm too deep now. Yeah. You know? <laughs> do you well, have more episodes to watch, James? Right. I I every I also another thing I do is I listen to my favorite Sum 41 song in too deep, and I'm just mm-hmm. like, this is me. Man. That's your favorite Sum 41 song? Uh, no, probably not. That's my favorite Sum 41 song from the American Pie 2 soundtrack, without a doubt. And it's not even <laughs> the close. fact that you know what's on the American Pie 2 soundtrack is just... Can I tell you something about American Pie and that whole franchise right now? That has, <clears throat> like, because I went along, like, the same timeline journey as, like, that franchise, you know? Like their last one came out and he like had a kid. Now I have a kid. And I was in high school when the first one came out. It's like I that told my like timeline story. Obviously way more like dramatized. I'm that so sort of thing, sorry that you connect with that. Why? I, I think that film franchise is fun. I think it's good. So I don't know what you're talking about. Sorry. Sorry. We can't all like Hallmark movies. Lacey. Anyway, guys, <laughs> I have bad news, though. And the bad news is, James, that the streak is over. And Mm -hmm. we're doing something else for uh, a little switch up here. So what are we doing this week to start the show? The Force is with me. And I'm one with the Force. Did you hear it? I heard it. Baze just popped in and he said... I am one with the force, and the force is with me. Nice. So this week, we are doing one with the force. Now, John mentioned earlier there may be some new listeners, first time first time caller, long time listener. Um, opposite of that, I don't even know. Uh, if you don't know what one with the force is, I'm going to present a couple different scenarios, and those scenarios will have only one answer that we're allowed to give one choice. So let's start it off. You'll get it as we move along with only really knowing the author and the basic premise of the upcoming high Republic publications. If you had to only read one of the new releases using your gut, which one would you choose to read? Lacey, I already know your answer, but let's go. Which one are you choosing? Charles soul light of the Jedi. Light of the Jedi. Yep. The I think you've been ringing that it. bell for a little bit, right? Yeah, I have. Um, why? Uh, because it's interesting and Charles Soule is a very good writer. So I trust 
his writing skills and abilities and storytelling. Good answer. Plus John the cover's Witch. cool with the Wookiee Jedi. It's cool. Yeah. I think his name is Wookiee Jedi Jedi Wookiee. Right. Um, <laughs> John, car. which one are you picking? If I had to pick just one. Yeah, I think it would probably have to be that one too. Only because I feel like that's the one that is like the main highway and the rest are going to be kind of like feed off of it. I feel like, like that's Side roads. like, yeah, I, I feel like this is the one that's setting the tone, setting the bar and everything else is going to kind of tie into it in a way. Um, so you got to figure if you're going to read one of them, you got to read the one that's going to make the bit, make its bulk of sense. So um, I don't know, it's a, 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 kind of a boring logical frame uh, standpoint answer, but that's probably the one, the Charles soul light of the Jedi. So, <clears throat> so the truth is, that when John presented this question, I thought, are we all just going to say the same answer? But I figured that John would have given a different answer. So I didn't say anything, but then he gave the same answer as me and Lacey, which is light of the Jedi ding, ding, for ding. the same reason. It is the book that's going to set the precedent of the series. And it also is the most age appropriate because we have a couple in there that are like younger readers and those are going to be good. But the, the longer novel, the more um, likely it is going to appeal to our sensibilities as an adult. So it's probably got to be the one. All right. Um, here's another question. If you could bring one character from star Wars into the real world, who would you pick quick caveat? We also discussed this privately they are able to retain any abilities. So if they are the force, you if they're a force user and you bring them into this world, the force somehow works in our world now just for them. If that kind of makes sense, yeah. so they can retain their abilities. Uh, John, I'm right back at you. Who is your pick? Chewbacca. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, it's the yeah, man's best friend, man. He's very loyal. He'd uh, have your back, beat people up if, if you need him to. And also you could have uh, go on fun adventures and have a good time with him. So, um, and he's really smart and he'll stick around for a while. Mm -hmm. So it's not like uh, someone who, uh, you know, you got to put dogs down sometimes. And with him, you wouldn't have to because he's like 200. He'd be putting you down. Um, Gosh. But no, yeah, Chewie's got to be it. Uh, it's that was the first thing that popped into my head. It's like a no-brainer for me. Uh, it's got to be Chewy. Lucy, what do you think? I said BB-8 because I would want, and I know it's not a person, but it's mm -hmm. a character. So, you, Monday you said he'd be your pet or something, or on Patreon. Yeah. I forget what it was. <laughs> she well, the question was about us, an object, and she's like, droids are objects. <laughs> Oh, and yeah. now it's like a person uh, and she's like droids are people is like, it person or character <clears throat> this character. is character so there you go bb8 nice he'd be helpful he has a bunch of tools mm -hmm. that he can help you do stuff and i just feel like he would age with me like he wouldn't get any older or anything so i wouldn't have to worry about like him ever dying or something because he's a droid <laughs> And then he, I first was going to say R2-D2, 
but because BB-8 can go up and down stairs and can get around a lot easier, I chose BB-8. But we live in a very icy climate. He may slip around a lot. He's going in my car. The old old Honda? It's not that old. (laughs) Um... (laughs) The old t- Lacey always getting us on for cheating answers. Yeah. That's Lacey's not cheating, like, it's uh, character. The Millennium Falcon, uh, it's totally a character. Oh, don't even <laughs> That's get me not started what it on was. that. It was an item. <laughs> All right, my character uh would be Yoda. Nice. That's a good one. Because I think bringing Yoda into the real world, if somehow that were possible, I think that he could do some pretty significant good. Uh, for everybody because everybody knows and respects Yoda and they might actually take to his wisdom um, if he was a real person. Uh, plus, he does have force abilities, so I don't know. That that could be helpful too. <laughs> yeah. In some ways. I don't, really, I don't really think he would be like on the front lines or anything, you know? I don't think he would be like the Dr. Manhattan uh, who... Uh, Superman is real and he's American, you know, kind of yeah, thing. Like right. Yoda is real and he's American. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I, I think it was more based on his wisdom. And uh, apparently this is interesting too. We all picked characters that would outlive us. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So the next question is, if you were allowed to be a stunt person, safety guaranteed, of course, and perform one stunt from a Star Wars scene, what would that scene be? Uh, Lacey, I think this one is starting with you. Ray jumping over the tie silencer or tie whisper or whatever it is in the Rise of Skywalker. Mm-hmm. Coolest jump, one of the most iconic stunts. It's sick. John's like, dang, she stole my answer. No, that's a really good answer. I'm oh. just chapped for other reasons. Why um, are you chapped? Nothing to do with you guys or that. What? I'll tell you later. I'll tell you off air. Yeah. That's mean to our <laughs> listeners. No, no, it's that's nothing bad. Um, my that is a good answer. My answer would be Luke doing the diving board, jump off with his hands, and then spring up and land on the skiff. I think that'd be pretty oh, cool. Oh, cool! Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I thought you were going to say the fake kick. No, the fake kick, the force kick. Yeah. Um, <laughs> or it would be also be cool to be Boba Fett flying into the side of the skiff and falling into the thing because then he landed on like a bunch of mattresses in real life. But uh, probably mm-hmm. Luke doing the turnaround, diving board, spring up onto the skiff. I'm pretty sure they'd have me on wires or something, but that'd be the one. Sequel trilogy represented, original trilogy represented, and now prequel trilogy represented. I'm going with Obi-Wan hanging on the inside of the pit, jumping up, doing the flip, turning on, grabbing the lightsaber midair, and landing to only to cut Darth Maul in half. Well, do your Darth Maul impression now. <laughs> <laughs> For our audio listeners, you got to yeah. see it on video. <laughs> yeah. So if you're this far into the episode, stop it. Head over to YouTube. Yeah. Scrub to the timestamp. Yeah. There you go. Right. Um, all right, one last question. If you could, <laughs> John, <laughs> it's a segue into Ryan our discussion. Johnson, <laughs> if you could ask Ryan Johnson one question, what would you ask him, mm. John? Since you threw this evil upon us, 
<laughs> What's your question? Ricky Bobby. Um, so many people in the comment section right now. Why? Well, we, <laughs> we have to know in the comments what they would ask him, right? So yeah. Yeah. Um, leave, leave your question for what your question for Ryan Johnson would be in the comments and uh, we'll go through those, but I would ask him what, if, what his end game with uh, Kylo Ren would have been if he wrote episode nine. That's a good question. I like that. Um, Lacey? If you could have written or directed episode nine, what would the story have been? <laughs> nice. You guys are very original. I was going to focus on Kylo, but I didn't want John to call me out <laughs> for it. So I went more. Why broad. would I call you out for that? I feel like this question was for that reason. No, I just think it's an interesting like idea. Cause I think especially my thought is like, I've heard Collins. I want to hear yours. You're actually a person that I would be interested to hear what your story was. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, my question was, if you had the free pass to somehow go back and change one element of the movie now that you've seen the reaction to your film, what would be some of the things that you change? Um, and I think where this question is interesting is what was something that was very important to him that no matter how fans reacted to it, he loves that and that was important and he's leaving it in versus the things that maybe he was like, oh, this, I mean, I could have easily changed that. That wasn't like a big deal. I didn't really think that much about it at the time. But now that I see how fans reacted to it, that would be a simple fix. Like I would absolutely go back and change that. I'd be cool mm. with changing that, right. you know? Um, but I think, I think that you would find that his answer would be a lot of the things that fans didn't like would be, were like absolutely intentional and he loves that aspect of it. So we wouldn't change those things. I want to know what he would change. Cool. Now that he sees the reaction. Um, and that concludes one with the force. That's my one question. Um, I think we had, uh, some good answers this week, guys. Good. This month of doing one with the force. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm going to send it over to lady, Lacey, lady. <clears throat> um, for the Patreon Padres. I am a lady. So I get why you said that. Uh, I am quite a lady. Um, all right. Too bad, too bad you're not wearing a red shirt. Why? Lady in red. <laughs> Actually, I was thinking Lacey and the Tramp. Please stop. Oh, my God. I just cr- My whole body just cringed when you did that. All right. So <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll do it one more time before the episode. Please though. don't. Right. So, uh, okay, guys. If you like this episode, there are other things that you can do, like like it, comment it, on it, subscribe, follow us on Twitter at R-B-A-T-S-W-N-N. Um, but beyond that, if you want even more of the shenanigans, you can head over to patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. And when you become part of the community, 
and rise through the ranks. You get all different types of access from exclusive content to Discord servers and mailings and much more. So for our top tier, which is our generals, we have General Carmelo this week. Hey, Mello. We call him Mello. Uh, and we ask him a question, and he has 60 seconds to give us an answer, and then we comment on it. So his question is, do you think a Star Wars movie could have a main protagonist that wasn't human? Mello, take it away. Hello, guys, and greetings from Virginia. This question is actually uh, quite funny. It's like a full circle because it was one of the questions I asked you, one of the first questions I asked you via Ask the Resistance a long, long time ago. My question actually dealt mostly with uh, the CGI portion of, uh, of you know, a character and actually being the lead. Do I think? Oh, yes. We have way so many interesting characters. You know, Ahsoka, Yoda, the Bendu, even Jar Jar Binks. I will see him with Jar Jar Binks. Well, uh, I hope uh, everyone is okay. Uh, it's really nice to be finally in the time zone, even though it's for a little bit. And that's all I have. Be well, our resistance. Excellent job, Mello. Well done. Welcome back to America. He's been in Spain for a while, uh, mm-hmm. so he's here for a little bit in Virginia. So, John, what did you think of Mello's answer? Uh, meh. <laughs> <laughs> no. Is that it? No. Um, no, I mean, it, it's a good answer. I don't know that I could see it happening. Um I would. I don't know that I would watch a Jar Jar Binks movie uh, myself, but I'm sure a lot of people would. And that's that's legit. Um, but yeah, I don't know if like when we're talking about the main lead protagonist of a Star Wars movie not being human, I think that's a. I think that's kind of a risk because you kind of want that person that people could see themselves being, and I think you maximize that by being a human. Um, so I don't know if Disney would take that risk. Would they litter them with supporting characters and other, you know, main characters that are of other species and stuff? Uh, sure. But like the Ray or the Luke or Anakin or whatever, um, I'd be surprised if they did that. But uh, I like what you're saying, though. You know, people are some people want a Yoda movie, you know, uh, and, and I know a lot of people want to see an Ahsoka movie. Right. So I get it that people would want that. I just I just don't know if it'll happen. But you made a great point. So I can't argue against it. And Mello, I hope you have safe travels back to Spain. I hope uh, all is well uh, with you and the fam. Thanks for being a general. Thanks for being a good Star Wars fan. And I'll get into that, obviously, in the next segment. Uh, But uh, Mm -hmm. you're the man. Thanks a lot, Mello. Mello, I think you gave a great answer. Um, Like you said, you asked something like this many, many months ago. Um, But I have to agree with John for once and think that this isn't something that will happen for once like ridiculous <laughs> so just this one time i'm gonna agree with john uh i don't think that an alien or some type of creature could lead a film i just don't think the connection is there i could totally be wrong um because like you suggested with ahsoka i could see people loving an ahsoka film I just don't know how that would translate from animation to live action because even with really good makeup, I don't know how I feel about it. Like we had creatures and stuff in Mandalorian and even then it's like you still have a disconnect of like, oh, that's a person in 
mask or whatever. So I don't know. But I appreciate you being a general and you're awesome and we miss you dearly. The time difference is nuts with Spain. Mm -hmm. But we hope safe travels. Tell your family we said hello. But yeah, thanks. James? Um, <clears throat> yeah, I appreciate the answer. I, I think uh, I think that John and Lacey are dead on as far as it actually going. If they were going to do this, it would have to be a very human-like character. And I don't even think um, uh, like a Twi'lek or something is close enough. Uh, I feel like they'd have to really make them very closely uh, human. Um, but the other thing that I think they need to nail first is... The original Star Wars was not afraid to have Chewbacca as like one of the main characters in the movie. And I know that Solo obviously did that and, you know, Chewbacca is still around. But Rogue One was all human characters, you know? I, I feel like Star Wars right now is almost afraid to break what Marvel has done, for instance, like with Guardians of the Galaxy. Even Guardians of the Galaxy did not have uh, an alien as its main character. They, they said, we want to cultivate the world that he lives in. We're going to make a, a lot of his friends, you know, a lot of the other guardians, very human like characters, but, um, except for, uh, Groot, of course, but, uh, oh, and, and rocket, I guess I'm thinking of Drax and Gamora, how, how similar they yeah. are. Um, but I think I think that is more like the answer that they would need. They're like, oh, this person's entirely human, but they're blue. And then like it's a new species, right. you know? Yeah. Um, and that's how you're going to make it. That's the only way you're going to make it happen. But I think first they need to have a series where one of the main three or one of the main characters, not the main, but one of the main is non-human first. We got to see that first. Yeah. That was a long, that was a long pod race. It was, but, but I, I handled really appreciate it like a lady. You giving the answer. Yeah. Yeah. Lady in <laughs> red. No, <laughs> I told you I'd do it again. Ugh. Go ahead, John. Get us into this discussion and out of this awkward feeling I'm feeling. It's about to get all awkward up in here. Obi One once thought as you do. All right. <laughs> Guys, we're going to discuss, uh, sometimes we have serious discussions on the podcast. We like to do all different sorts of vibes. We like to have fun, play games, uh, have funny discussions, uh, have topical news-based discussions, and sometimes just have uh, step outside the actual content and talk about the franchise with fans and that sort of thing. That's what we're going to kind of get into here. The impact of social media on Star Wars and its fans. So uh, social media obviously is a powerful outlet that allows people to connect with others they would never have had the opportunity to otherwise. It gives fans access to creators and those involved with making the things that they love too. But it also brings a lot of negativity to the surface as well, as we all know. Uh, trolling and hate that was once relegated to message boards two decades ago are now fully entrenched in the social media communities of any fandom, and Star Wars is probably one of the worst. Um, now, while this conversation will not be entirely focused on the bad, we did want to take the dis discussion to talk about the impact of social media on Star Wars and its fans. So uh, I'll kick this thing off by saying... Uh, it's, you know, we had this discussion a while back where I felt that the culture of 
uh, Star Wars fandom, even online, has a bigger awareness, uh, even with important people, um, than we sometimes realize to the point where some creators uh, may be hesitant to get involved. And now we're starting to tangibly hear this and see this from uh, people involved with uh, making Star Wars content as recently as uh, Tom, the guy who works for Delray, uh, Star Wars books, saying that, you know, if, if you don't think we're having a hard time getting people to write Star Wars books, this is a uh, reason why. And the reason being uh, the most recent Star Wars author, Ray Carson, uh, just getting hate messages and vitriol and all this stuff just for writing a novelization of a movie. So um, you take that and, you know, expand it upon uh, people who are creating the movies like a J.J. Abrams with The Rise of Skywalker and that sort of thing. I think there's this feeling with fans that they are realizing that people are paying attention to what they're saying and that type of power or, uh, um, you know, audience or stage uh, really makes them feel good that they can just say what they want and know that it's going to get to people. Um, I think that fuels a lot of this. Um, now, there's a lot of different ways we could talk about the impact of social media on Star Wars and its fans. I want to get into some positive stuff too, but because of this has been so topical recently, including the departure of the social media person from her personal account, and you can go down the line, uh, Pablo Hidalgo, all that stuff. I think it's important for us to have this discussion right now in 2020 and see where you know what impact it's having and you know what this may lead to in the future. So, Lacey, uh, you are a big social media person. You've had to run it for uh, you know varying accounts, companies. I won't get into unless you want to get into details on that. So, I'll start with you here. Um, I'm sure the fans listening and watching this know the recent history of it. So why don't I ask you, how do you, what do you feel the impact right now today is like post rise of Skywalker, that sort of, that sort of thing with fans, uh, social media with fans and the franchise itself. So currently uh, in star Wars fandom, I think social media is in a weird spot because you have, you know, a group of people that I won't mention the name of the group, that is just always been negative. They've been negative for years, years and years and years, um, especially after The Last Jedi. And then you have another group that kind of came out of the last uh, movie, The Rise of Skywalker, being super negative about a specific character and the way that the character was portrayed and or ended up. And then you have this like middle group who's like, I just like Star Wars. There's things I don't like about all different things, but I just want to be here and have fun. But no matter what the post could be about, it just feels like there's always people that are angry and they're always going to say negative mm -hmm. things. Um, and you talked a little bit about it, John. I have a, a large background of doing social media for brands. So I did it for New York Comic Con for a couple of years. I did it for Star Wars Celebration. I did it for C2E2, Emerald City Comic Con, um, a bunch of different things. So I have a lot of experience in this dating back to like 2014 of before they even announced the new Star Wars films, just people being mean online. And it went from the point that like New York Comic Con tickets went on sale and the website crashed because there were just so many people trying to get tickets because this was like kind of the growth of Comic Cons and the height of popularity. And some people were literally telling me they were going to find out who I was and kill me or find out who my family was and hurt them over Comic Con tickets. So I want to make something ridiculous. clear. This ridiculous anger and frustration and hate 
is nothing new. It's just new in the way that it's being directed at people. Um, I know myself as a Star Wars fan, I've experienced it, especially in the past two years, um, being on this podcast and just kind of having a spotlight on myself, so to speak, of my viewpoints and whatnot. Uh, I get a ton of it all the time being like, you don't know what you're talking about. You're an idiot. Uh, I hate you. I said sorry, Lacey. (laughs) James. (laughs) just like stuff i remember there was one in particular that i said something along the lines of like guys this was after the last jedi uh i was like guys just kind of calm down like ryan doesn't have to explain the movie to you which i truly believe directors writers producers they don't have to explain their movie to you you could take it and hate it that's fine but they don't have to like break it down for you why they made certain decisions like that's on them that's their creative vision um, and I said something like that and some guy said that I was a Twilight fan and I didn't really like <laughs> Star Wars and I was like, what? <laughs> so that's the kind of stuff that we touched on in our panel too at Celebration uh, last year, which my response is like, you just got to laugh at it. I remember recently I had someone tell me I was an idiot from a Regina George account, like with Regina George's face. And I just replied with a gif of her being like, shut up. And then <laughs> the person was like, haha, you're funny. And I was like, yeah, I can be sometimes. So mm-hmm. like it's hard though. And I'm sure you're going to talk about this, John. It's like anything you tweet, I feel like people are automatically like you're an idiot, you're wrong. Mhm. Yeah. Cuz I feel like I try to cater my tweeting to more general fun stuff because I don't want to deal with the opinionated stuff. But even then, like today or a couple days ago, I posted a picture of like the Rebels cast being like, Rebels is great. And someone was like, I hate Rebels. Mm-hmm. Okay. You don't have to respond. Yeah. <laughs> you just keep uh, it to yourself. That, that, that's a huge thing. Like, um, and James, I'm going to bring you in here. But like, like Mark Hamill said, uh, even at the Rise of Skywalker premiere, he's like, you know, if you don't like something, you, you don't have to say anything. Yeah, you, can just <laughs> you know, be. especially on a reply. Like maybe if you don't like something, you know, send it out on your own. You don't have to reply to someone's joy and try to suck their fun out. Um, but James, um, you uh, often have said you don't see a lot of this stuff or, or what have you. But where, where, where? Do, what's your take on uh, how social media is impacting Star Wars in terms of you know the creators? Like we've seen tangible changes going on there, and uh, and fans. Like where where are you at with this thing? What's your vantage point? Um, <clears throat> I still, I, I mean, I know you brought up the thing about the author. I, I'm still not entirely sure how many creators there are out there that are like drastically dodging Star Wars because of the fandom. Um, because I feel like, you know, the Star Trek fandom is going to be similar. You know what I mean? And if they create their own thing, like if they did create Twilight, you know, that fandom is going to come after you too. You know, it's like, I I think that there's, I think what's, what's happening is humans at this point, like adapting to this type of behind the scenes, like faceless internet and social media is a very quick and easy way to remain anonymous. You know, even though your name is attached, it's very easy to, you know, uh, stand behind that curtain Um, ultimately when it comes down to this, I, I don't know if the answer is telling people to just shrug it off 
or if the answer is, um, you know, up to the, the actual social media platforms themselves to do a better job at, um, policing or, or, or banning or, or options for hiding, you know, like I want to be able to, to get responses when I post a tweet, get responses from everybody. But if it's a negative response, I don't want to see it. So how do, how does, how does a person or how does a community or how does an AI system determine what is negative? You know what I mean? Yeah, right. Like that, that would automatically police that. And then at, at what point does somebody say, um, my, my le- totally legitimate opinion about, um, how the new star Wars stuff is terrible and they need to fix it is being, uh, pushed down. You know what I mean? Just because I'm associated with other people who are saying similar things, you know, it's like saying the right words. Like, like I like star Wars. Oh, cool. Well, he didn't say the word don't, you know? And it's like, Mm -hmm. I don't like star Wars. And then all of a sudden now it's like, we're just going to hide that from a lot of people. It's like you're an opinion is still an opinion. So it gets really tricky, but I mean, I, I don't know how many, like where I started this is how many people are legitimately saying I want out, you know, no way I'm not touching that. Um, compared to the people who, if given the opportunity to work on Star Wars as a property, <clears throat> would jump at it. Yeah. I don't doubt that, like, we need someone to write a novel. Well, let's reach out to a list of people that we have picked out. I'm sure some of them are going to be like, yeah, I'd rather not. Yeah. And maybe they even list the the social suicide of it as one of the reasons why not. But even if that wasn't a factor sometimes you reach out to people and they just go, no, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like I don't, I, if, if somebody came to write or they asked me to write a novel for star Wars, <clears throat> I would probably say yes, because I like star Wars. But if they ask me to write a novel, uh, for twilight, I would probably say that's not for me. And then people would be like, is it because of the social media you know, fear that you're going to run into these fans and stuff. I'd be like, no, it's just cause I didn't like, you know, I don't like star Wars. Right. Or sorry. I don't like, uh, so, that particular property or whatever. So yeah. I think that, I think that it's, you know, an, an out as well, just to say n- no, thank you. You know, and it also gets attributed to fan backlash as well. Sure. And you know, it's not, and that's just a part of it, you know, creators and maybe there's this taboo feeling about the franchise and stuff. And, you know, even what, um, you know, Steve at Black Series Rebels was saying about that whole discussion he had about, you know, Mangold and Rodriguez visiting the the set. And a part of that from the person he spoke with, they said that new creators like coming over to Mandalorian and doing an episode of this and working on this because it doesn't come with the same pressure of a Skywalker saga film that J.J. Abrams had to deal with and Ryan Johnson had to deal with. So there's varying mm-hmm. degrees of it. So maybe we'll <clears throat> see an uptick and people want to work in these sort of series that have less emotional baggage and leverage like the Skywalker saga. Maybe we'll never experience the dark uh 
you know, ownership of Star Wars the way we did with the Skywalker saga because future things may not be as directly tied to Luke Skywalker and the original trilogy and stuff. You can't lay your claim on that stuff. So maybe that will improve. So maybe that's a good thing. We'll see what, what happens there. But from, you know, a perspective of like dealing with it, like going back to like what you were saying, Lacey, um, you know, just even, you know, writing for Star Wars Newsnet, like people in the comments, you know, on Facebook or whatever, uh, in the comments of the articles or under the tweet of the article, they'll be like, you know, call me out by name and call me a loser and say like all this stuff. And they, they get, people don't even know who I am just because I'm writing something about, you know, a Star Wars movie. And, you know, I usually shrug it off or I don't try to read into it. Or there's one person who's constantly the same person saying the same thing about me and stuff like that. And they find you on Facebook and uh, direct message you like it goes deep. And I know there's a lot of people who get this stuff and I just, I don't take it seriously because I'm like, I will equalize you. Like I will, I do not give a, you know what, like, but I know that there are a lot of people who are very sensitive about this kind of stuff and it happens a lot and we don't even realize that it's happening. You know, there could be a lot of people and I'm sure, you know, women get this a lot more than men. And maybe Lacey, you could talk about this about, you know, um, some of the behaviors that some of these, you know, guys put forth to, to, to women in this fandom that I don't even, I can't even speak on. So there's so many different angles of this sort of thing. So we're talking about creators being affected by it, fans being affected by it. And I don't know how to be online on social media, which I feel like I kind of need to be. I feel like the three of us need to be on social media without, uh, and, and avoid all of this. And the, my, my only advice I would have for people is simply, you know, mute often, uh, mute keywords. So if there's certain things that you feel have a pattern of being absorbed in negativity, like I'll be honest, I muted the word Raylo like two years ago. And it's not because I don't like people who believe in Raylo or anything like that. You know, Lacey was on board with it. Kyle of Star Wars News that was on board with it. My wife was in, into the idea. Like, it's not like that, okay? But it comes with a lot of baggage, let's be honest. Anytime that word came up, people were afraid to tweet it like it was Voldemort or something. Uh, so I muted that word two years ago just to get it out of my viewpoint. You know, I, I, other stuff has come up, I mute it. So I advise you, like, if you don't want to get involved or see things or, like, be upset or get dragged into conversations, mute keywords mute accounts of people who are negative or people who seem to get churned up in drama a lot uh, and block if you have to, you know, that sort of thing. So I think that that's advice I have there. Um, Lacey, you know, what, what else you got on this in terms of that type of stuff, uh, engaging with fans, uh, whether it's a one-on-one or like, you know, you get a message from someone you don't know, like from a, from a, maybe from a, from a female perspective, I'm sure, you know, there's a lot of our fans who would like to get your perspective from that angle. Um, well, I have my DMs open, which is probably not the best thing to do, but I have them open for, for reasons because... And DMs for people who may not Direct know messages what, yeah, the, the, on Twitter. I mm-hmm. have mine open. Mm-hmm. So anybody could message me, whether they're following me or I'm following them. It doesn't matter. Anybody could message me. And the reason I did that is because people often have questions about the show. Where can I find it? Are you guys on Apple Podcasts? Uh, or ask me for clarifications on something. Mm-hmm. Or, hey, I saw you posted about this print. Where can I find it? And they don't want to ask it on the tweet, which is fine. Um, but, yeah, I'm not going to lie. I get... 10 plus messages a day from random dudes <laughs> like all the time 
how do I handle it? I ignore them. Mm-hmm. Um, usually what happens is I don't answer them and then they either block me or delete their account or whatever because they could be bots or whatever. But I just said whatever like 16 times. Sorry for that. Um, whatever. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Uh, it, you know, it's weird. It can get weird sometimes. And I think sometimes people try to be nice um, and I appreciate it, but it gets it crosses a line. And I've noticed that if you don't reciprocate certain uh, feelings or thoughts or attention that you then get called terrible names and get said that you're a terrible person because you don't feel the same way as that person. Yeah. Um, it's very kind of childish. (laughs) So that's the attention that I get sometimes Mm -hmm. that is very minimal with the majority of the wonderful, positive energy and attention that I get from everybody else. So this is obviously a small portion of that, but it is a thing. And I don't think people realize how often it happens to female fans that you get this attention like, Oh, Hey, send me a picture of yourself. No, I'm not going to do that. (laughs) Not doing that. Sorry. Uh, or, oh, I want to take you on a date somewhere. No, you're not going to do that. Sorry. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> See you later. Yeah. Um, but I think for me, those messages are just easy to ignore. Just like kind of trolls. Like someone that says something crazy, outlandish, hate, just spewing hate is easier for me to ignore and just be like, haha, whatever, ignoring <laughs> you. I'm saying whatever again. Um, then the problem I have with fandom right now is the people that claim that they're positive fans and that they're trying to create a positive environment and then they turn around and they're constantly subtweeting other people and they're constantly trying to call people out, but they do it in a very obvious way that you should just at them instead of playing this high school, middle school now- game. Lacey, for calling people out for people who don't know, just briefly explain what subtweeting is. (laughs) So I actually had to do this recently with a couple of people and I apologize. I just kind of assume that people know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. So a subtweet is when you tweet someone or tweet about a topic and uh, say something about that person and their opinion, but don't mention them. And the benefit of that is that they can't call you out for saying something because they're not mentioned, but it's very obvious that you're talking about them. Mm -hmm. So it's like if you wore a red shirt in a lunchroom and someone was like, wow, red's really a terrible color. And you were like, I'm the only one wearing a red shirt. That's clearly about me. And they'd be like, no, it's not. I didn't say it was about you. Like, that's what subtweeting is. Or if they sung Lady in Red and you're like. (laughs) Yeah. So I find that more destructive because those are the people that claim that they're on the positive side that claim that they're there to support you that claim that they're there to support other people and then they turn around and have behavior like this and it's not helpful it's Mm -hmm. not helpful it's not fun you're not being nice like if you want to support others and you want to be there and you want to create an environment that everybody's having a great time like we love to do here on trb then just do it you don't need to call people out based on whatever reason, whether it be your own insecurities or that you disagree with them. And you know what? If you do disagree with someone, that's cool too. It happens. We're human. Just at them. If someone says, hey, Lacey, I disagree with you, and it's happened before, hey, Lacey, I don't agree with what you did here, or hey, Lacey, I don't agree with how you acted in this way, I'll reply back to you (laughs) and say, 
you know what? You're right. I'm sorry if you took that the wrong way. And then you act like adults and you talk it out. Like, I don't understand where this sub world of subtweeting and creating this unnecessary energy online, it's causing more damage than good. Yeah, I I think I think where I think that may come from, because I I used to do that from time to time. And I'm like, man, I'm such a coward. Like, what am I doing? You know, and um, so I just stopped doing that. And. I feel like it comes from a place of you want to say something to somebody, but you don't have the courage to do it, but you want to vent it out, but you also want to vent it out into a public space to see if your thoughts gain some kind of vain support, even though people don't know who you're speaking of, like that sort of thing. But but most people do, though. That's the crazy thing is like when people say things like that, then people chime in and say, oh, I know exactly who you're talking about. Right. And it's yeah, it's, like, it's what game is this? It, it's just it's just unhealthy for sure. And it's just um, it's better to, to directly deal with someone. I agree. Um, the So, James, I want to bring bring this up with you. Do you feel like now that you and I have both experienced like a Star Wars celebration, for example, and we're there and it's just like a 99.5% of very positive experience. Best everyone, weekend ever. <laughs> everyone is cool. Everyone's friendly. Everyone's nice. That sort of thing. Do you think maybe the possible problem with the social media aspect of it is, is it seems like a bigger world than it is uh, that like it is a bigger picture of what fandom is because people are in the bubble of it in a way. And almost like that catfish thing where you'll have these interactions with people for like three years on Twitter and be like, Oh, I love you, man. You're the best. I love you, man. Or like, I don't like you. And you go back and forth, but then you like see them in person and you don't walk up to them and you send the host of the show up to knock on the door because you're nervous to meet them. It's like this whole, like the, the glass shatters and it's like, no, this is the real life now. Do you, cause I feel that, do you get any sense of that? The reality not being what it is uh, on social media and maybe that's part of a problem. Um, not for me personally. Okay. But I do, I do think that that's a real thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I definitely think that, um, you know, someone would be very willing to say a lot of things about certain people. And then when they like see them in person, they do the like dog where the, you know, I think it's like a family guy thing where like the two dogs are like barking at each other when they're on the leash. And then when the <laughs> yes. leash breaks, they just like, they don't know uh, how to react uh, because yeah, yeah. <clears throat> all of a sudden they're like, it, it's, it's too real. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, but I don't know. I don't know, guys. I like I I think because I know we're doing a, a show here and a lot of people are involved, but you you guys know me as a person. And within the podcast, even behind the scenes, I tend to be the person that airs on the side of we that person is probably not actually subtweeting you. And I think that is just as big of a problem. That could As be, yeah, that's fair. The real thing of like somebody's somebody posting, um, you know, like, oh, I, I hate it when people wear red. And then you're like, this person is clearly talking about me and I'm <laughs> furious and I'm losing my mind because there's no way that this person isn't messing with me publicly, subtweeting me. And it's like that person 
is not to even talking about you. It's a totally, completely different scenario. And when you're usually on the other end of that, when somebody's coming at you and they're like, oh, you're, you, yeah, like you didn't mean it like this. And you're like, I literally cannot explain to you that is that was not what I was saying at mm-hmm. all. You're yeah, totally right. making all that up. That's complete drama craziness. And yet, you know, that person totally believes that you are the instigator and you are the person who is causing this this argument right, right. now because yeah. you very clearly are coming after them and their and their group of friends or their beliefs in Star Wars, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um I mean I, I hate to call somebody out, but you, well they were kind of doing that on purpose. So I don't want to call them out. Well <laughs> but I see what you're saying, James, but I'm speaking from my own experiences of like three or four people that I've literally messaged being like, hey, is there something wrong? And they've admitted to me that they were subtweeting about me. Oh, yeah. I've had to have no, people I, Again, I'm not saying me. that it yeah. isn't happening, but I... But I just want to make that clear that I'm not just person. like magically making this up. Like this is a thing that people do and I just genuinely don't understand it. Yeah. Um, because no, I'm, I'm calling to light yeah. two versions of the same truth. Sure. It's not sure. always stop subtweeting people. It's all also always stop assuming people are subtweeting you. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. There's certain, I think that's a real there, thing too. There's the red shirt. Just be nice. Yeah. It's really not that hard to be nice to people. <laughs> right. And, and don't, <laughs> well, I'm glad hard. also too, Lacey, sorry, <laughs> but I wanted to get this out as well that I'm glad you brought up the bots thing because that, going back to my original point of it's up to the people who run social media, uh, Jack Dorsey, the, the, the owner of Twitter, the CEO creator. Um, actually I don't exactly know what his titles are, but I know he created, he's the (laughs) head in charge. Right. He asked Elon Musk, how do I, if, what would you do to fix Twitter? And his answer was very clear and concise figure out who the bots are, where, where the bots are and eliminate them. That's, that's the problem. I think I agree with that a hundred percent. And it's amazing. Yeah, John, the, you're about to say what I'm going to okay. say. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, well, no, you take it. Yeah, it's your point. Go. Well, I, th- I, th- I think the, the thing here is that people are being attacked by not even sentient things right. and they're totally taking it as there are people out there who do want to hurt me or who do disagree to this extent and it belittles people and it drives them. And this is the point of the, the topic. I think it drives them off of your platform. Yes. I left Twitter, not because of real humans, but because I felt that when I posted things, you know, 90% of actual human activity was positive, but 50% of my return results, you know, with my comments back to what I was saying was hurtful and hateful, you know, it's not even really like a human thing that's happening. People legitimately aren't, you know, that hurtful. Uh, I I agree. Then there's, you have to think about it this way. Say you have a tweet like, Oh man, I love the rise of Skywalker. I love my favorite uh, space battle. And you get a reply from someone who doesn't follow you, and they're just like, "JJ Abrams sucks. You're an idiot." That there's a really good chance that that's not a human, and then you're replying and you're having a discussion with literally not a person. So don't do that to yourself. You know, life is short. Don't waste your time talking. Like it's like 
we're talking about like sci-fi stuff at this point where you're arguing with like literally a program. So um, <laughs> think about that a lot. And you know what? Sometimes it might be a person. And guess what? Screw them. Ignore them. Mute them. Block them. Whatever. And that leads me to my other point. For and then the, come talk to me. For the real people. No, talk <laughs> <Yeah>. to me. <laughs> Every time you feel you encounter one of these people, we need you to tweet out, listen to the resistance broadcast. Every time. <laughs> um, we should make a bot that says that. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah. Now, to the real people out there that are replying, like if someone just says they like something, you don't need to reply that you don't like it. Like if like try to, and we've all done that, I'm sure at some point, and we probably learn our lessons and we grow from it. And we mature. And that's another part. People need to mature quite a bit, but try to apply your Twitter exchanges sometimes as though you're sitting in a restaurant or a deli or something, right? So say I'm sitting at a table and I'm at Nardelli's or a deli somewhere and I'm eating a sandwich. I'm like, man, I love this turkey sandwich. And some guy three tables over who I don't even know goes, turkey sandwiches suck. That would be a weird exchange. But on Twitter, <laughs> it's like, oh, here we go again. It's like that Ryan Reynolds new movie where he just like walks out in the street and everyone's like killing each other and it's just normal and he's laying down like, oh, it's just another day, you know? Um, yeah. It's just this weird, like not even close to reality way people exchange with each other. So if you don't like something and someone tweets that they do like something or they post on Facebook they like something or write an article that they like something, your first instinct might be, this is where I'm going to unload all my baggage. My cable bill's too high. I'm late on my mortgage. I got dumped or whatever. I'm going to throw it on this person because they'll never see me. Just don't do that. Just don't do it. You'll feel better by not doing it. Trust me. And then my, my, <laughs> my last point on this, if you don't like something and you've expressed that and you have every right to express that and you've done it and it's out there and you, you vented all your frustrations and stuff. I mean, maybe don't keep doing that if you're trying to harbor uh, a positive, you know, community. Like there's so many things to like, if you don't like something, usually I don't say things, you know, like I'm not the biggest Dave Filoni fan in the world, but I'm not tweeting at Dave Filoni saying like, I don't like you or I, I'm not tweeting, you know, Rebels sucks on Rebels Remember Day because I like Rebels, but I'm not the biggest Dave Filoni fan in the world. And I think that's OK. I'm not disrespectful. I think he's a good guy, good creator, smart, great. I hope he stays in Star Wars. That's fine. But if you don't like, you know, a Star Wars movie or Star Wars something, get, you can get your point across. But after months and months, you keep doing it. You start attracting people who are negative. So you create your own community by being by outputting your negativity. And I saw a tweet recently, you know, we're almost three months into the rise of Skywalker being out. Right. And it's like the, the last Jedi all over again, but a different crowd of people don't like this movie. And it's just like tweeting about hating on, you know, JJ Abrams. And, uh, I wish you learned how to write a movie. Do you know how much better JJ Abrams is than you? Like he writes major movies in Hollywood. Like, and then you start getting comments from these people because you, you bring out the sludge of society if you keep doing this. And I saw one comment that said, I wanted to murder J.J. Abrams. 
a reply to a tweet said, I wanted to murder J.J. Abrams. That person put, took their account and publicly said that they wanted to murder a, a Star Wars director. I think that's the point. And I tweeted this. I, I think that's the point where you take, take your foot off the gas and say, you know, maybe people know I don't like this movie and maybe I could I could um, not stoke the flames as much and, and do better. So there's uh, we've talked about a lot of moving parts in this thing and how to you know do better with social media. We are running up against time. So I guess two things I want to do before we get out of here from each of us. One, what advice do you have for people to be better on social media? I'm not saying we're not on a high horse. We're not better than anybody at all. We're just saying things we've observed and observed and we've been all a part of it. But what, what's one thing we as a community can do for Star Wars anyway, this little niche we have to be better? And what's one really positive thing? So we'll do that, the, what, how we can make it better first, and then we'll go uh, around and do a positive thing to, to end it on a good note. So, um, uh, James, I'll start with you on this one, because Lacey, I think, uh, the most experienced out of us with the social media. So, James, what do you think is one thing uh, Star Wars as a community can do um, to just be better as a collective um, and make it healthier to be on social media with Star, as a Star Wars fan? I, I don't know. <laughs> you know what? That's okay, man. You know, if you, if you don't, that's, that's all right. Um, I mean, I guess to piggyback off of the, the kind of person that I am is what I was saying earlier is, you know, don't always jump to conclusions. Don't assume people are talking about you or that, you know, because maybe, maybe somebody's genuinely trying to, have a discussion with you and the jumping to the conclusion is like, I don't even want to argue with this person. I know I already know where it's going. So it's like an sure. immediate shutout. Sure. Um, Absolutely. So I, I mean, you don't even necessarily know if that particular person who's reaching out to you is just bad or doesn't have an understanding of social media too. You right. know? Yeah. I don't know. I'm just, I have, I have so much faith in people, you know, that, I don't know um, when it comes to this type of stuff, if people have that, you know, when it like, <clears throat> even when you're looking at something that's political, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I think everybody is just trying to understand the world, how they, they see it, you know, mm -hmm. and trying to fit in with certain groups of people and all this other stuff. And I don't necessarily, I, I feel like people are often very critical of the other side. You know, there's those people out there and they're terrible. Mm -hmm. And it's like those people think you're the terrible one, you know, right. too. Yeah. And it's just, it's so confusing. Um, so you would so say. I, just be open-minded and. Um, and don't assume. And don't, yeah, don't jump to conclusions. Don't assume, you know, these people. Okay. You know, maybe. I don't know. Lacey, what, uh, what do you think we can do as a community to be better as Star Wars fans on social media? Be nice. Uh, if you disagree with someone about something, that's fine. But you don't need to attack them as a person or attack their viewpoints. Like just take it for face value that they don't like what you like or you don't like what they like. And also just surround yourself with people that make you happy. Like I follow and engage with people that like things. Mm -hmm. So when I see someone hate something, I usually just kind of avoid it, mute it. Yeah. Move on. Yeah. Um, I've said this since the movie came out. There are things I don't like about The Rise of Skywalker 
and The Last Jedi. There are things I don't like about either of those movies and Rogue One. I don't. There's things I don't like. But and the, the and the Force is, Awakens. No, I love The Force Awakens. It's perfect. <laughs> uh, but there are things that I dislike and like about all things in life. I choose to focus on the positive things of what I do like. And um, I had a lot of people actually message me right after the movie came out being like, you know, I'm so sad about the way things went. And I feel like the community's in a terrible place. How do you stay so positive? It's not hard in the sense of surround yourself with people that are fun, that like to have, that like to laugh and make silly jokes. Like I make the dumbest jokes on Twitter all the time because they make me laugh. Mm-hmm. I'm laughing. I'm posting stupid stuff. Uh, I'm sharing people's creative art and videos and fun content. And if you build that place for yourself of everything's fun, then you're going to have fun. It's kind of like, who are you surrounding yourself with? And like John said, if you mute and and sometimes you have to block, but if you mute, you're going to be a lot happier, I think. But oh, yeah. just just laugh more. Yeah. Smile more, have fun. It's not that serious. It's literally a space movie. It's going to be okay. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I agree with that completely. Like, you know, li- life can be tough as it is, especially, you know, you get more responsibilities and, and, and as you get older and stuff like that. And, you know, I don't take Star Wars that seriously. I know some people take it too seriously. Uh, I think that's another big problem. Um, we could probably have a discussion another time about that. So this is like my enjoyment. This is my escape. This is my fun. Like this is supposed to be, you know, where we have a great time and literally celebrate uh, our entertainment. Um, I would say to improve the situation, you know, don't say something to somebody unless you feel comfortable you can say it to them if you were looking them right in the eye and you were in person with them. Um, that changes everything. Like, think about some of the things like you would say to somebody. Uh, you would never probably say half the things that you would say to them if you saw them as a human being standing in front of you as opposed to some kind of like mm-hmm. screen and you have a keyboard. Um, the human element is removed from social media and we could all be the worst versions of ourselves. Um, the other thing, step outside the bubble. Uh, once I did that, like talk to family members. Like I always talk to my brother about this stuff to like realize how ridiculous it all is. Like he'd be like, he's like, you have to get off Twitter. It's so stupid. I'm like, I know. Um, but you know, talk about like some star Wars fight you saw on Twitter or an argument and tell it to like your dad or tell it to like your other friend who like doesn't go on social media and when you're saying it to them and trying to explain it to them try to keep doing it without realizing how ridiculous it sounds and then realize that and take it back to twitter with you and just realize how ridiculous it all is and once that glass shatters and you have that moment where you realize how stupid it is you'll have a way different experience you'll care a lot less about what people say and uh you'll you'll be mature enough to handle what you need to handle and how to handle it. And I agree. Mute away. Don't be afraid to mute if you need to eh, with the occasional block. But uh, before we hop into resistance transmissions, uh, what's one uh, real positive thing you've experienced being a part of a Star Wars fan on social media? James? Hmm. <clears throat> um, I think people forget that there's a collective good as well. Yes. You know, I think it's like, what's one positive thing. I think the positive thing is like 
generally every day, the reason people are there is because they don't get bombarded with 100% hate. The reason people stick around for what they do is that there, there is also the light side, you know, there is the good out there. Um, that when they, they say, I, I love rebels that they get a bunch of likes and they get retweets and they say, I love rebels too, you know? So I, I think that that is something to keep in mind that when you see the hate, just remember that the, the good is there as well. Nice. I agree. You're right. Lazy. Um, overall, my experience online has been extremely positive. You know, people supporting me talking about star Wars and obsessing about, a fake space movie is pretty cool. Um, I like when people, like James said, share with me their personal stories about Star Wars and how they got into it and share pictures of them with their families or their kids or their boyfriends or girlfriends, <clears throat> whatever. Um, and I found that through the Star Wars collection thing I've been doing is like every day people telling me that their kids ask what I posted today or that they share what they have in their collection every day, or they comment on how they have the exact same thing and share a photo. Mm -hmm. Like I started this because I have a lot of stuff. So I was like, why not (laughs) catalog it in some way? Yeah. Um, But it's, it's more than that now in the sense that every day I post something and I get reaction to it in a way that people are excited to talk about star Wars stuff with me, which I love to do. So that's how I've created my own experience outside of all the other stuff that happens. But all I can say is just be nice. Be nice to each other. Yeah. We're all human. We all have feelings. Just be nice. Yeah, I agree. You never know, like someone could be going through a hard time and being nice, like not only makes them feel good, it makes you feel good. Um, and Like my birthday was unreal. Thank you all for wishing me a happy birthday a month ago. Yeah. And you know what? It's James, you're right. Uh, both of you are right, but James, like you said, there's more positive people. It's just sometimes positive people don't aren't as vocal, right? But they're there. There's more of us, like Lando said when they pulled up, right? Yeah. Um, but you know, and uh, someone had you know gave us gave us a nice write up on their website, and I you know shared it and said like, you know, f- surround yourself with good people, and if you're lucky enough, good people will find you. And I feel like that's kind of what we've um been most proud of doing this thing uh, with TRB is, you know, it's been challenging in what I call the pre-TLJ and post-TLJ Star Wars fandom, Um, uh, you know, trying to harbor a positive community. And I feel like, you know, a lot of people come to us because, you know, we may not like things sometimes, but the patterns always, they say that we handle it in a respectful way. And I feel like people that are around us do are, are, are the same type of people and we feed off them. So it's a very reciprocal type of thing. If you surround yourself with good people, you're going to be better yourself. And uh, the other thing, just, you know, being able to network and meet people you never would have met otherwise. Like we've developed a good friendship with Clayton Sandell, who lives in Colorado, uh, reporting news and if it wasn't for building those relationships through maybe one tweet that you liked or, a, you know, a retweet or something, it, you can build a lot of great relationships and make a lot of great friendships online on Star Wars social media. So if you feel like you're about to like cash it in and like I'm out so much negativity, rethink that and maybe take some of the advice that uh, Lacey gave as a professional on social media. And, you know, me and James having just being involved in it, uh, being content creators uh, and other people 
people too probably know better than I do and James does and Lacey does like just you know look for uh better ways to enjoy your time on social media because there are more of us more good people out there and uh there's a lot of positives to being uh on Star Wars social media just make sure you're taking care of yourself and uh you'll have fun with it so I uh, hope you guys did uh enjoy that discussion obviously we can go uh touch on that more down the road and hopefully things do improve and things get better out there but uh, let us know in the comments what you thought about it. Maybe share some of your positive experiences because we like to keep it positive. Being on social media with Star Wars, uh, did it bring you to us? Did it bring us to you? That's pretty cool. But now we are going to bring you to us and we're going to send it to Lacey to run through your tweets, which are always a good time and always full of laughs. <laughs> and uh, this one was a big one. So uh, it's Resistance Transmissions time. Lacey, what do we got? Guys, it's time for Resistance transmissions so how this works is every week john puts up on twitter at rbatswnn a crazy wacky situation and then you guys give your answers and then i read them now the caveat is i didn't read these so i don't know what you said and i don't know the scenario and we see what happens all right so the scenario is, in the spirit of the election year, pick a Star Wars character, not Palpatine, and what their campaign slogan would be if they ran for office. We had over 110 answers on this, so thank you to everyone who participated, yes. but we can't read them all. Well, I could, but we'd be here forever. <laughs> uh, so here are the top answers. First, OT Nix at This Is Nix. Hey. And she said, Bulio 2020. <laughs> and he said, Win the war. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. Not <laughs> her is, answer. No, not her answer. Oh just my the way God, Lacey. Nix, I love you. It's not your answer. It's the way he says it in the movie. It's like he goes from a British accent to this weird accent. Just go back That's and watch it. Mark Hamill can do anything he wants. <laughs> Win a war. Okay, so Joey Sack is up at Joey Sack. And he said, Joey. Krennic 2020. He won't choke on his aspirations. That's that's a good campaign promise. And that is mm -hmm. good. Uh, next up is Micah Harrison at Micah X Machina. And he said, Chewy or Chewbacca 2020. Let the Wookiee win. I mean, yeah, if you let him win, he wins. That's a good one. John Hancock at Notting Hill Nerd Is said, that D John Hancock? <laughs> I guess so. It must be legit. Uh, Herbie Hancock. He said, Ray, be with me in 2020. <laughs> That's pretty clever. Nice. Yep. It is clever. Next up is the airplane nerd at the airplane nerd. That's not getting your handle, no. Lacey. I, one day you'll figure it out. One day. Getting your handle is what the name and then the handle is. His name's not no, the airplane. No, because you could do, I could change my name to Myra Trunks. It doesn't mean I got my handle. Right. It does in my book, Airplane Nerd. Yeah. So way to get your handle. No. <laughs> uh, okay. So they said, can't wait for the attack ads. And then it says, open on a slow-mo black and white shot of Obi-Wan Kenobi in the desert. Obi-Wan Kenobi hid on Tatooine while the galaxy burned. 
is he really the right choice? And then there is a pause, and then it goes. Misa called Jar Jar, Misa called Jar Jar Binks, and Misa approved this message. <laughs> Savage Jar Jar Binks. That's not bad. Wow. Next is Stephen Bowman at Stephen A Bowman. Where'd you get your handle, Stephen A. Bowman? He, he didn't, though, because his name isn't Stephen A. Bowman. Lacey, are you kidding me? <laughs> he didn't. Stephen, change your name to The Car Nerd and then make your <laughs> handle at The Car Nerd, and Lacey will think you got your handle. <laughs> and I he think said, she's trolling. And he said, I know, right after our social media conversation. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so Stephen said, Wampa 2020. Getting rid of lukewarm politics one tauntaun at a time. That is very clever. <laughs> John, will you do the tauntaun noise? It's been a while. <laughs> James is not amused no. at all. <laughs> no. He's not I just, I, I'm thinking about the lukewarm thing because... It's Luke inside of him to stay warm. Right. Next is Eric at Eric Eilerson. Eilerson. That's a great name. Uh, Bail Organa 2020. Experience, swagger, and capes. And this was replied to by JSeed47 at JSeed47. Way to get your handle, JSeed. Nope. He said, who said Lando as his VP? I don't like it. I don't agree with it, but I accept it. And then slowly closes the door on a cape closet. See, I, I, I liked it because they had a little exchange there, proving that social no, media it's can great. be good. Yeah, it's good most of the time, John. All right. Next is as father and son, AS-FAS at ASFAS92. And he said, Babu Frick 2020. Space taxes go blank, blank. Hey! <laughs> I like that one. Because you, you hear it in his voice, and that just makes it better. Yeah. Uh, next is, yep, it's Jay. Is it? <laughs> and then it's at it's Jay underscore, yep. <laughs> Way to get your handle, Jay. the name of a Wookiee in the uh, High Republic era? <laughs> <laughs> okay. He said, Leia Organa 2020, somebody has to save our skins. There you go. I like I that. I like that. That's a good one. Saying the same thing as me. Okay. Last but not least is one with the force at Fire Lord Ka- Karina. Way to get your handle, Fire Lord Karina. I'm going to hack into your account and change no. your handle to like Lacey6538757. I have so my pe- actual name. So people think you're a troll bot. All right. What uh, this And so Fire Lord <laughs> Karina said, Hux2020, I don't care if I win. I just want Kylo Ren to lose. <laughs> that, made, that made me laugh. I thought that was really That clever. is a very, very good one. Guys, thank like you so much for being part of Resistance Transmissions. If you want to be on the show, make sure to follow us on Twitter at R-B-A-T-S-W-N-N. And every week, John puts up some crazy scenario. And then you uh, get on the show and we talk about how you got your handle. And it's a celebration of sorts. John, back to you. 
Lacey just knows how to try to slaughter TRB traditions one episode at a time. <laughs> um, guys, see thank you around, kids. Thank you so much for watching and listening and being a part of the resistance. Uh, make sure you are subscribed to us. Uh, what you can do, um, which James, I noticed you've been using this quite a bit lately, is just going to resistancebroadcast.com. Uh, there you can find links to uh, a lot of the app platforms that you can subscribe to us, like Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, SoundCloud Spotify, YouTube. SoundCloud. Um, all the apps should be up to date, uh, just so you know that. I know some of you may have had some uh, issues with uh, our episodes loading, but you should be good to go now on whatever app you like. So uh, hopefully that is the case. Um, also, tpublic.com, you can get uh, some of our shirts, uh, makes a little too happen, all that kind of good stuff. Uh, Patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. If you want to uh, support us, um, starts at $2 a month and we have five tiers. Uh, check it out. Go to the website. Uh, we appreciate all the support. And of course, there's a lot of content on there for you to check out, including early access to our episodes and a lot of other stuff. So patreon.com slash resistance broadcast and a special shout out to our generals, Carmelo, uh, who we just heard from, did a great job on the Padres, buddy. Mm -hmm. Andrew Staley, Neil Lowry, Jeremy Myers, Neil <laughs> Shaw, David Probus, John Reese, Seth Kime, Micah Harrison, Tampa Movie Guy, Michael Gaines, and Val Trichkoff. Generals, thank you so much for all of your support. Make sure everyone out there is going to StarWarsNewsNet.com every day for all of your latest Star Wars news, reviews, editorials, information, and more. Uh, you guys can find me on Twitter at Johnny Hoey and at Star Wars News Net. James? Um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. And while we're here, I just, I got to be honest, John, since we're talking about social media, I'm just going to say it to your face. I think you are a funky pizza shirt. That's just the truth. You know what? They, they always told me I was a pizza shirt back in high school. And it just, yeah. Yeah. Like a large a pizza shirt, not a small one. A funky pizza shirt. Right. <laughs> a funky one. Thanks, man. Um, good luck uh, tomorrow on the Clone Wars fan show. It's going very well. And mm -hmm. uh, we'll see you. We'll see you tomorrow on that. Lacey? Joke's on both of you because I'm the only one on this podcast that has her handle at Lacey Gillerin on Twitter and Instagram. I have my handle. No, you don't. Yes, I do. You go by John Hoey, not Johnny Hoey. My family calls me Johnny and they're more important to me than you. All right, that got real dark real quick. Real, real dark. Don't tell me I didn't uh, get my handle. I got my handle. James is the only one who doesn't have his handle. No, you didn't get it because it's not John Hoey. You're ridiculous. It's, it is and it isn't. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you guys. Yeah. Lacey's having a, having a rough one. phony. Yeah. All right, guys. This has been wonderful. Uh, way, way, to, way to end on a positive note. Um, let us know in the comments what you thought about our discussions and all the other fun stuff we did today. And we hope you enjoy your weekends. Enjoy the Clone Wars Fan Show tomorrow exclusively on the YouTube channel. Check out the Patreon page if you can't. Wait till Monday to hang out with us again. The base is always open on Patreon. And uh, But we are back with you on Monday morning with another episode right here on the Resistance Broadcast. So as always, we'll see you around, kids. Bye.